Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today we're going to go into uncharted waters again, and this always makes me so happy, because we're going to talk about artificial intelligence. And we brought an expert on because so many of you are terrified of artificial intelligence, including robo-advisors. And DJ Sebastian is our guest today. He's a professional sales career. He's got He's been doing this for about 20 years, top-performing sales executive, doing lots of high-dollar stuff and cutting-edge technology things, which is going to be really, really neat to pick his brain about. Now, I want everybody to just kind of sit back and realize we're going to talk about some stuff as high level as we can because artificial intelligence is super, super deep, but we want to make sure that you guys understand how this not only applies to you from a marketing perspective and a sales perspective, but also from a practice management perspective. So DJ, welcome to the show. Great to be on your show, Matt. All right, brother. Well, we start off every one of these podcasts the same. How did you get to now being an author and creating online courses and being a consultant in this humongous field of AI? Matt, I began my professional career on the technical side, designing software systems. And early on, I managed a team of technical experts who were much smarter than me. And we built complex software for things that automated factory operations. And even though I was far from a natural salesperson, over time, I successfully made that transformation into a technology sales professional. Now, since then, as you mentioned, I've spent over 20 years in sales as a, as a sales executive working for some of the top technology firms out there selling this cutting edge technology, including things like advanced analytics mm. and artificial intelligence that delivered substantial value. And that's why I'm here today. And this included work in several industries, okay, manufacturing, retail, banking, and financial services. And now today, my mission is as author and coach to help sales professionals develop the skills they need to utilize these new technologies so they can achieve greater success. We should probably start with the real operational definition, right? Because I, I don't think everybody truly could understand what does artificial intelligence mean? Artificial intelligence, how do you define that? For me, the definition is based on what makes intelligence artificial. So AI, we'll call it through this podcast, mm -hmm. is a, it's a set of technologies that can simulate human-like brain power. AI can plan, it can reason, and it can, can communicate either to other machines or humans, and it can learn. So every interaction, it gets smarter. And there are multiple advanced technologies that are part of what we call artificial intelligence. Some of them represent major breakthrough. And I can go into a couple of these to highlight them if you'd like. I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. First of all, data analytics. This is analysis of large volumes of data that can identify patterns, help segment our customers in data, and predict the most likely outcome. So this is kind of like the money ball part. 
Then there's smart communication. This is a breakthrough technology between humans and machines that conduct virtual conversations in natural language. This could be formatted voice, text, and video channels. A lot of this is currently used in call centers around corporate America. Then there's another breakthrough technology that we call the cognitive engine. This is the part that actually uses data and knowledge to understand the process of reasoning like the human brain. And there are other technologies. There's now, so things change every day. There's facial and visual, visual recognition. It requires a robust knowledge base of data. And as you could imagine, because of all this data, a big, powerful computing environment. And today, a lot of that is being available in the cloud, meaning it can be connected through devices, phones, and all kinds of other things from any place in the world. I think people are terrified. And personally, I think for good reason, not maybe terrified isn't the right word, concerned that AI is going to come for their jobs. Do you believe that there is going to be a major shift in what human beings physically and mentally do in the workplace? I do, Matt. And that's really what gave me the impetus to write the book. You know, you see AI in the news every day and it could be, it, you know, it's viewed as some, anywhere between Armageddon or the greatest thing since sliced bread. Hmm. Reality is probably something in the middle. 25 years ago, robots and automated automation were introduced into factories and they replaced many skilled factory workers, some of them based on systems that my team's worked on. Now, after working closely with clients who are asking about and implementing those advanced technologies, I see it again. AI is here to automate routine and repetitive business tasks. So that'll have a huge impact on white collar professional workers, and it's going to fundamentally change the future of work, it's even in client-facing professions that were previously thought to be safe from job loss or displacement. I can give you a couple trends on other things that are impacting you the know, I, yeah, yeah, of AI. Yeah, dive into that a little bit more deeply, please. I'd like that. So in addition, there are two trends that have surfaced that pave the way for increased levels of automation. The first, clients and prospective clients can quickly research financial products and services. They can use apps to create customized financial plans. They can use self-service to buy and sell financial products and even transfer assets to another financial institution, the, the robo-advisor. Mm -hmm. And all this is without help from an advisor. That's scary. So more and more technology-driven self-service and electronic commerce functions such as these robo-advisors are available to conduct transactional tasks. And this is going to become more prevalent as generations of video game players become prospective clients. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that? Oh secondly, my gosh, yeah. Secondly, Social communication trends. So much of our interaction in our personal and our business world is electronic. Text, email, online chat. Seems that nobody wants to talk to anyone anymore. <laughs> this presents a challenge for all salespeople. And in that, I, I include financial advisors as salespeople because we're all in sales. 
artificial intelligence can even conduct what we refer to as conversational commerce, where interactions that used to require a face-to-face meeting or a phone call can often be handled through these other methods that are electronic, text messaging, video communications. It's becoming very, very impersonal. So I've experienced this a bunch. I'm a huge tech fan. I am an early adopter uh, more than I think my family would like me to because there's all sorts of gadgets that didn't make it that that I spent money on. But one of the things that I've noticed a lot is on websites specifically that there'll be that little chat bot in the corner and it's a bot, right? It's AI. Sometimes I love it and sometimes I don't. But it seems to me that it makes me feel that the company wants to be responsive to my needs. Do you think that that same sort of responsive bot could be put on financial advisors' websites to answer basic questions or direct them in the right direction? The opportunity is certainly there, especially if it's done right. I've seen so many of these that it's just viewed as a replacement for customer service reps that are oftentimes offshore and don't lead their their interactions don't lead to customer satisfaction. So it, the the ones that are built right though actually lead the client through a series of questions and when it's AI driven based on the response they can provide either an answer or a multiple choice mm-hmm. situation where they select what they mean by it. And then you always have the situation where if they are not programmed or they don't have the AI backing or the data behind it, they can call on a human to answer the questions or provide, you know, maybe it's a referral to a local financial advisor. Sure. Now, the first law of communication is message sent is not necessarily message received. How can, if I'm just communicating with friends or family, I can say something and it is perceived by the listener very, very different than I intended. Now, I might get super nerdy here, dude, so I'm sorry if I'm going to do that, but how does AI account for that? I mean, how how you said that it learns. We have communication issues just as human beings. How does it translate into the world of AI? So some of the textual analysis can even look at tone and meaning based on the words that are put together even things like emojis. There's a sad face on an emoji. Oh, they're not happy. So there, there is breaking technology within AI that can help try to understand uh, the, the meaning and whether the client is in a good situation or they're having a problem where you might need to escalate yeah. that call. Hmm. Tone. That's, that's magnificent. I've been a, a bunch of conferences lately, DJ, and Artificial intelligence or or robo-advisors just haven't really been coming up as much, but it always comes back down to how do you differentiate yourself, uh, you know, from the advisor down the street or in this situation, technology. I think it's a double-edged sword. So I'm I'm just going to elaborate on that. And then I obviously want your, your opinion. The routine tasks that you're talking about and having computers or technology take over those routine tasks to me, is a gift, right? I mean, if I didn't have to do A, B, and C every single solitary day, if something could do it for me, like my 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 you know Alexa or Siri or or whatever could do it for me, uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. The the lower level kind of grinding work that we have in financial services, if that can be done by artificial intelligence, that's magnificent. 
But the human component of it, which people still like the face-to-face shaking hands, giving hugs, handing a tissue, do you ever think that that component of a financial services life, financial advisor's life will be taken out? Do you think that all of the gamers, which is everybody now, you know, the millennial generation, even young generation X, which is what I am, you know, we grew up interfacing with screens. Do you think we're ever going to not want that human connection? I don't think so. There'll be, there'll be a certain set of people that will be able to self-service and, and sometimes maybe, you know, they're not customers you want to spend time with, Mm. but the most valued customers, clients are the ones that you want to focus your time on Then there will always be a need in sales, in financial advisors that we need a valuable consultant. We need an advisor, a trusted advisor that we could build and rely on. These are important decisions that people are making and something that's spit out from a robo-advisor might not know the whole story, especially if there's not a deep conversation or set of conversations in building their plan. You sent me some stuff ahead of time, which by the way, for anybody who's going to be a guest on the show, I freaking love that because I want to know what my guests want to talk about. And it also gives me an opportunity to really uh, sink my teeth into, uh, you know, asking second and third level questions on this stuff. But TJ, you sent me this awesome uh, kind of bullet pointed list. I really just want you to go over it. Now I'm going to ask you some follow-up questions, but the, the question is what must advisors do to prosper in this world? And the first thing that you talk about uh, and I think these are wildly insightful, by the way, is being proactive. What what does that mean? Most advisors react to their clients calling in. What do you mean by being a proactive advisor? So it seems that the, the goal was always to become a trusted advisor. You don't start there. Mm-hmm. But rather than being just that on-demand resource where somebody sends you an email or calls in and you're waiting for that client call, be more proactive about it. Go out on behalf of your client looking for ways to help them uh, in in new areas and initiate approaches to continually add more value to your relationship. So it's that it's that unsolicited call that, hey, Matt, I got something for you. We need to get together. Mm-hmm. may take a half hour, but I think you'll really be interested in it. Isn't that going to be more impactful than just waiting for that that email? So even even for your marketing touch points, be able to structure them so each touch point can deliver some valuable information each time you reach out. You know, if it's just a, hey, it's time for our mid-year review, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's not going to do it. But short to the point, things that are easily digestible that they can maybe click on or save and then go to a more detailed website that gives them more information on it. Those little drip campaigns can help grow the mind share of the financial advisor and their organization. Mm -hmm. So building those long-term relationships can happen just saying I'm the trusted advisor, being proactive. So using your personal touch, not just looking for a quick win in and out. So you want those relationships obviously to be so strong Mm -hmm. that your clients will freely provide referrals even before you ask. And isn't that the best referral? Well, it is. And, and, you didn't even ask for it? Yeah. And dude, here, here's the other thing. And I, I love, you have two other kind of phrases that I want to highlight here, which is intentional listening and latent needs. This is where I believe that advisors uh, really provide that gold standard. 
When you have a really in-depth conversation with somebody where emotions are present and you're able to handle those emotions as, as a professional, you fi- start uncovering different things. And then those proactive communication pieces can be even more tailored to that person, which is going to deepen your relationship. What did is, is that kind of what you meant by talking about intentional listening and in latent needs? Yes. M- many salespeople and advisor believe that listening is just waiting for their turn to talk. Yeah. It's much more than that. You, you, you want to use what we call intentional listening to gain that deeper understanding. So understand what's most, what they're most passionate about, what's most important. It might not come out during the first uh, sentence or the first uh, part of the meeting. You need to ask them questions and then take action to show you can meet their needs better than anyone else. And then follow up, obviously, it, because their dreams and priorities will change over time and as life changes. So those in-depth conversations will help you uncover things that aren't at the surface that wouldn't be able to be brought out by an AI app, mm-hmm. you know, and then the client knows you care. And, and a lot of it's creativity. We discount creativity in the business world, but it's a very important thing to, to be able to, you know, you want to get to, you're, you're having problem, problems breaking through, just trying to be creative and understanding what maybe some other people have done to be successful can be very important. One of the best financial advisors I've ever met spent probably first meeting 45 minutes talking about asking about our family. Mm. Where, where are we? What, you know, what age, what are their goals? What, and, and how to, how better to engage somebody than let me tell them about my family, yeah. you know, which is my wife and my two daughters. So but, but being able to, and, and just, um, I'm already kind of in a mode where the defenses come down mm-hmm. and I'm opening up to that person rather than just giving them the, yep, here's, here's the return I want. Mm-hmm. And here's my allocation of my investments. Yeah. You know, I just got done pot right before we recorded today. I was talking to one of our clients and, uh, he, he's a producer, financial planner. And I was talking to him about behavioral finance, so all of the issues that people have with, uh, you know, making bad choices when it comes to their money. And one of the things he did was, so I, I, I read the definition, right? I, we were talking about the definition of the specific behavior. And then he told me a story, right? A story about a client or a story in his life. Do you think AI is ever going to be able to do that? Like tell those first person or even third person stories that are applicable not in our lifetime. I mean, there may be a database of videos that pe- somebody can bring up based on a keyword, but that's not the same totally. as a person-to-person communication and, and, and interaction. And then it doesn't get you the, what's the follow-on? What's based on that intentional listening? What do I, where do I go next from here? The, these stories we talk about a lot in our, in our book and in our upcoming courses that People listen to stories. You know, they the, the idea that people buy on emotion, mm-hmm. then they justify with logic. <laughs> you want to make that emotional connection. Yeah. So stories can help you do that. Yeah. And, it, you know, usually what it ends up being, we, we have a structure by which we be able to have people tell stories. I mean, it's got to have a point. It can't be long-winded. But once you develop that arsenal of little short stories, you can pick and choose based on the client's situation. You know, so we, you help that somebody achieve their dreams. 
you rescue them from a difficult situation. You took them from darkness to light and you became a hero to them, just mm. like a movie script. Man, everybody who's listening to this, I, I want you to think about that. Could you imagine how much more fulfilling your work would be if you were your client's hero? DJ, that was awesome. I love that. What a great way to position that mentally within our audience's mind is that's what you should be. You should be heroic because AI can never be heroic. Okay, I need. we need to switch gears just a little bit because... I want to talk about how advisors can use AI to lighten their load or maybe some of the things that you see that are coming down the pipeline that advisors can embrace and not say, I don't want this, but say, wow, this would make my life better. Yeah. So embracing the potential insights you can gain from AI driven functions, some of its analytics, some of it's that deep cognitive brain. I say, don't fear it, embrace it. Yeah. And here's a couple examples. I got okay. three examples that top advisors can leverage AI technologies in their marketing activities. First, client segmentation. I don't know how many clients out there, uh, how, how many financial advisors out there are doing strong client segmentation, but it can be automated now. It, the deep analytics can help analyze behavioral patterns based on similar client profiles or actions they take. For example, Grouping your client base into segments can enable you to offer a specific set of services to a group of similar, similar mm -hmm. clients. Mm -hmm. So your marketing program could be targeted toward those specific clients. And it can help you be smarter about the clients you target in your marketing campaigns. Who's more likely to rely on self-service versus wanting and needing a full suite of expert personal personal services? Is it is that's not just based on amount to invest or demographics. There could be a lot of things that segmentation can go dig out because of the, the wealth of data there. <laughs> the second, identifying clients who are candidates for churn. So one of uh, a financial advisor once told me that for every dollar of investment that came into the company, $1.10 went out. Not a good situation to grow an advisor's business. So using, there are churn models that are used in marketing all the time to identify based on activity, based on behavior, the clients who are potential going to leave, potentially going to leave the firm. So that, that's a good way of anal analyzing. And it's not, you know, those two aren't necessarily high dollar uh, implementations. Uh, there's a lot of software out there. Sometimes depending on your client base, you can even do it on a spreadsheet. We've been able to, to implement valuable analytics projects and using AI where we only have five or six data elements in our client profile. You don't need hundreds of them. It's, it helps you defi define and identify, okay, what are, what are the major trackers that are impactful mm -hmm. and ignore the ones that aren't? And the third item is life event prediction. So that's forecasting what events the client's more likely to have occurring in their life and then build marketing campaigns around them, around those uh, life events. For example, they might be sending a kid off to college soon and inquire about withdrawing $50,000 from their account to pay for tuition and room and board. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're going to a really nice college. <laughs> Instead, the advisor might proactively offer some type uh, some other financial instrumentless secured loan 
and line of credit rather than having them withdraw that money for their account and have it quit working for them. So what I'm hearing from you, and I want all of our listeners to, to hear too, is a lot of the stuff that takes up your time that are, that are that are the things that drive a lot of you crazy that you wish you could offload ai is going to be able to help with that here in the very very near future if if it's not already there right now and the fact that this deep learning can look at the behaviors of your clients so you can create a tailored marketing plan without having to do an enormous amount of extra work because that's the thing is the ai does it for you all right dj so to close up today's podcast I want you to have an opportunity to tell everybody a little bit about, about your book uh, and about these online courses and if there's anything that they can do to engage you if they want to learn more and, and find out you know, how they can learn more from you. Great. So my book is called The Selling Revolution. It's prospering in the new world of artificial intelligence. And it goes through some of the, the behavioral and personal traits that salespeople need to embrace to become successful in this new world. And I'm also working on producing online courses. Some of the content is in the book about becoming a great communicator. So AI cannot yet match the capabilities of great human communication. So being, being able to paint a vision for your client for what the future state could be. And during your personal meetings, even your dinner seminars for your prospective clients or phone calls or emails, develop and use those stories and examples in every one of your marketing touch points so you can give value in every communication. So my email is dj at thetechseller.com. And you can go to my, my website, which is thetechseller.com. There's even a free gift out there for podcast listeners. It's a report entitled The Top 10 Tips for Crystal Clear Communication. Nice. Well, we'll make sure that we have links to all of those in the in the show notes. But DJ, man, this was fascinating. I'm so happy because we actually connected via LinkedIn, didn't we? Through a referral from another ah, person that that's, was on your podcast. That's right. Funny. That's right. But please make sure that everybody that everybody looks you up on social too, because that way we can, you know, they can keep abreast of what's going on. So DJ, thank you so much for being on the show. This was freaking awesome. Thank you. Please make sure that you check out the show notes because we're going to have links to everything that DJ was just saying. Make sure you check out his book, The Selling Revolution, Prospering in the New World of Artificial Intelligence. Please go to his website, thetechseller.com. Check out the book. Check out these new courses. Download this free resource. AI can be your friend. Uh, it can lighten the load and, and stop these repetitive tasks that honestly, a lot of times drive you all crazy because the accuracy of you doing these repetitive tasks is not 100%. Whereas using technology, they can have that done so accurately and efficiently, it can not only save your brain, but it can also save your butt so that you're not making as many mistakes. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. And if you have anybody who would be a good guest, just like DJ was referred to us by another guest, all you have to do is email me, matt at topadvisorm.com. I would love to talk to you about other guest ideas or topic ideas that you'd like us to cover on the show. So for everybody at Top Advisor Marketing, this is Matt Haller. And guess what? We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. 
click on the contact us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.